In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Rich boy, silly, quick book, niggas want a jig, zip tight, no snake, just bought a Cadillac, put some D's on that bitch, just bought a Cadillac, put some D's on that bitch, just bought a Cadillac, rich boy, silly, quick book, niggas want a jig, zip tight, no snake, just bought a Cadillac, Exact to Mundo, but we just keep recording and it ain't to get no condo. I'm candid, bitly fanning with no pandas in Miami. And that cute little chick named Tammy that you took to the Grammy. See, we do it for that white that graduated. That look you in your eyes, real tough and so appreciated. And that he would not made it if it wasn't for your CD number nine. And he's standing with his baby mama Kiki and she cried. Talking about that they used to get hot to me in hot school. And they used to make love to me in college. Then they told me about their first date. Listening to my tunes and Fire up in here, it's burning hot. We on fire, so we take 
if it get too hot up in this spot. Fire, we tear the roof up, this motherfucker. Light the roof on fire. Uh, nigga, what you say? We get loose in this motherfucker. Light the roof on records films these things matter they certainly do matter folks what is up it's so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is ryan where it's monday it's a whole new week Uh, whatever happened in the past is in the past let us go into this week uh fully rejuvenated refreshed the only thing that we're going to talk about in the past is just all the uh the stupid bs pop culture and reality show stuff from the past but that's not our past like i always say we can enjoy that learn from it and go out and kick ass in our own lives or at least i'm planning on kicking ass at some point it's it's coming any day how are you guys are you good i hope you had the best weekend ever as i scoot in this kind of chair up here uh sorry if i'm a little frustrated right off top i watched tonight's 90 day fiance episode and i don't really you know i've talked a little bit about 90 day fiance here and there it's one of the shows that i don't cover really but i still watch and it is front dude there is this one couple this mohammed guy and i like listen i'm really bad at names but this dude like he talks kind of like diana jenkins from a I don't know what you're doing. And he like, he always has like a weird, creepy smile on his face. 
like I think he's like touched or something. Like it's weird. He just doesn't seem like anything's connecting in his brain at all. Which I mean is you could really say that about a lot of the couples in 90 Day Fiance. But this guy takes the cake. This this poor lady. I I don't know. Listen, poor lady brings him over from Egypt. And she's like, I want to, I want to have like a nice wedding, and you know, he's like, I don't care, that's your thing. I want to be, I want to get citizenship, and like it's, it's that. And then, he, then tonight he pops her with this, you guys. He texts her from the other room, mind you, in the same location. I think maybe I'll try to get a sp- another sponsor so to take pressure off you. And it's like, what are you, are you kidding me? You're going to try to find, the whole thing is you're supposed to like love these people and want to actually get married. It's not just like, let's get you in the country. And and this lady's like, what What are you talking about? You're going to get another sponsor? Yes, because you don't understand what it's like to just stay here. I'm like, dude, what, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> first off, that's, you know, that's a relationship. But secondly, my God, make it a little less obvious. And it's hard to take him serious because he has this weird childlike smile all the time and he speaks with the lightest voice and then it's his hair you guys keeps growing and growing but just like the top part so it looks like it it looks like um it looks like beavis from beavis and but shut up beavis shut up yeah 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 it's like growing on the top, like, if you guys watch the show, you know, it's like, it really concerned me. It's like, he was, I think he's like 5'8", but with the hair, he's 5'10". It, uh, it's truly disturbing. And I'm like, she's like, maybe I will then go back to Egypt. Yes, go back, please. I wish at some point 90 Day Fiance would go to like a voting, kind of like Big Brother, where we could vote people back to their countries if they're an asshole. And and I will say this, 90 Day Fiance, at, at you know, any season, I'm usually, I'm rooting for somebody, or I, I... I get a kick out of somebody and go, okay, well, I don't live their life, but I really, I kind of appreciate who they are. There is nobody on this season of 90 Day Fiance that I root for. These are all potentially, not even potentially, I think it's like safe to say, these are all horrible people. Like This is all people you need to stay. And that's just another warning to you guys. I always try to tell you who not to sleep with, but not in a judgmental father way, but just in a, I'm looking out for you guys way. You know, don't sleep with Tristan Thompson, Elon Musk. Uh, Addison Ray's dad, Nick Cannon, you know, those are all things that I think I've helped you out with. But here's another, here's a big, so bad, it's good tip to start the week for all you guys on the fence. Don't, I mean, first off, just don't be on 90 Day Fiance. Like, it's a good rule of thumb. If somebody offers you a chance to be on 90 Day Fiance, don't take it. Just say, I'll wait for another uh, opportunity. I'll wait for another reality show. This one, I don't think I should do. Just don't do it. And then if you're talking to a man or a woman from overseas and they suggest, you know, I love this show, 90 Day Fiance. Would you like to go? Just no. It's done. Just stop talking. In fact, you know what? Here's the deal. I'll make this. This is a so bad it's good promise. If you are at that juncture where you're like, uh, Ryan, I do not know. I need to I need to join 90 Day Fiance. I need love this badly. Give me one month and I will find you somebody. I that is a so I will find you a man or woman to to love you and fall in love with on on U.S. soil. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will find somebody here for you guys to be with. It is just not worth it. This is just, it's just getting worse and worse. Like, I mean, does anybody even like that's ever on this show watch the show before they go on the show and go, oh, it's weird. It seems like all of these, uh, these are all jokers and clowns regardless. My, and then I started watching this show afterwards. It's like, I think it's called like, I love a mama's boy. 
which is just like, first off, don't. I mean, I consider myself a mama's boy, kind of, but this takes the cake. This one guy is saying to his mom that she's sexy and like the, he, she's painting his nails a clear coat and then she blows on him and he goes, that's the best blow job you might have ever get. You know, like, are you out of If I said that to Becky Bate, I mean, first off, you just would never even hear me joke around about blow jobs in front of my mom. You know, I'd do it to my dad, though. Hey, high five. I'll, okay. Um, anywho, so that the TV is just trash. And I'm, I'm still watching that Love Island. And Love Island, you guys, is it's the British version. There's an American version, I think, that premieres on, is it Peacock or Hulu this week? But Ian Sterling is the narrator of it. And it takes a second to get into his narration. But then it's like his, I, I like the, yeah, me and that. He goes really high and then it goes really low. And then every night, like, um, they'll have, we're two weeks behind already, actually. Because in England or, you know, and you guys know about me and geography. Overseas where this airs, they are already two weeks ahead of us. We get all these episodes two weeks late and I'm not smart enough to know how to, like, do a VPN. Everybody's like, do a VPN and then you can illegally stream their shows. And I'm like, I already, like, as soon as I heard V, I was like, I'm out. I don't even know how to do that. So I'm like, I guess I'll just be two weeks behind because they air it on Hulu every night or like the new episode comes out at midnight, five nights a week. But Ian Sterling, every time, this is how exciting the show is. And at first I thought it was lame. And then I got like, by a weekend, I was sucked in. Every episode starts up with tonight. But he does like a different like way to say it. Like sometimes it'll be like, tonight. And then sometimes it'll be like, tonight. And then they'll show clips for like what and it's these all these guys and girls in this Love Island house. And they couple up and then they do recouplings. And it's it's I'm furious, you guys. There's this girl, Tasha. And uh, she's with this guy, Andrew, or was with this guy, Andrew. And then she agreed that she would potentially see this other dude. And it broke it broke my heart. I like Tasha. And now I do not like Tasha at all. I don't trust her as far as I could throw her. I am so upset. And Davide, Davide, this guy is like an Italian, like just like hunky, like ripped uh, Italian. Like, and he always speaks about himself in the third person. Like, I am Davide. Davide knows. Yeah. And he really doesn't have much of a personality. But in not having a personality, it's kind of funny. Like he's got like you kind of root for Davide even though no girl really can connect with Davide. And I, you guys, I can't even tell you about Ekansu. Ekansu, this girl, just, you know, she's tried to be with so many people and they all end up just not liking Ekansu. I am not team Ekansu. In fact, I realize in all of these things that I watch, you guys could probably help me more with this than I can. Like, do I ever even like any of these people? Like, I talk about this, like I like... <laughs> Anywho, Love is Blind, or not Love is Blind... Love Island, I I really enjoy. It's nice to it's nice to get sucked into something, right? Whether it be Bravo or TLC or a movie or a book or an album, that's the whole point to get you sucked in, to get you going. Like this helps pass the time of these doldrums that we're in, and uh, these shows truly, truly help. I'm trying to think what else I watch. And um, I was so bummed. My friend texted me today, and she said she didn't like The Boys, which is an Amazon Prime show produced by Seth Rogen. Really dark comedy. I talked to you guys about it before. For uh, it's it's fiction storytelling about you know superheroes that are run by a corporation, 
And she said, I, I've, watched, I've watched 15 episodes now and I can't get into it. And I'm like, yeah, I think that just means you're not going to get into it because you're not going to get into it if you watch 15 episodes. And it almost worried me because I recommended it. And I'm like, am I losing my touch? And then I almost sat around the day. I go, D- is it a good show? And then I was like, no, it's a damn good show. It's a very good show. So The Boys is another thing to watch. This other thing I keep getting told to watch, uh, I think it's on Hulu as well, or like it's an FX show, but you can find it on Hulu is called The Bear. And it's about a, a, a like a inside a kitchen. It's not a reality show. It's a it's a linear storytelling show. But all these girls recommend it to me, and I think it's just because they all think this guy, the lead guy, is hot. So it's hard to sometimes trust the women in my life with show recommendations because it's always like a uniquely good looking dude is at the center of it. So I'm gonna probably give it a shot, but I'm I'm hesitant. Also, uh, just to let you know what's going on this week and what we should be paying attention to as Bravo and reality show lovers, uh, Sunday night tonight. You have the return of Married to Medicine. Now, Married to Medicine is a huge blind spot to me. And it's one of those things that I know I'm a failure because of. I hear from every every one of these Bravo lovers that I respect say Married to Medicine is one of their top shows. Now, I tried to start the first season during the pandemic. And, you know, it's like sometimes you got to get that show at the right place and the right time. And I've never had the right place or right time for it. Like Potomac for me, I got into relatively easy and just fell in love with it. Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, but, but Married to Medicine, I've got to try it again because I think there's like nine seasons now. And it's supposed to be one of the best shows. And I just, it's a blind spot. But that premiered tonight. So I got to support that. Real Housewives of Atlanta is back uh, on the second part of their season. Uh, if you saw the mid-season trailer, listen, I love She by Sheree, Sheree's clothing company that's never really kind of... Uh, uh, happened at all. Like, you know, I've never, I've never wanted a product. So, I mean, you know what, the, the product I wanted probably worse than she by Sheree is the Sonia Morgan toaster oven. And in fact, I've always said this on the podcast, Sonia, if you're listening, don't worry about the toaster, just sell the box. If I could proudly display a Sonia Morgan toaster oven box, are you kidding me? What a conversation piece that would be. I would be inviting people over for classy dinner parties, and I'd be like, I see you're admiring my Sonia Morgan toaster box. Um, That actually, there is no product. It's just the box. It's like a piece of art, that box. Like, I just need the box. Just sell me the box, you guys. I I I don't even need a toaster. But that I've died like ever since it was announced. I've I think about it. I think about it at least once a week. But the you know you got the toaster Morgan toaster Morgan toaster oven. But the she by Sheree joggers. Um, I want all of it, and I just want it. I want Sheree to do Sheree to do good so well. I want her to be good. I want Sheree to be the most successful because I don't think people believe in her, and it frustrates me. Uh, the second half of the season should be very intense. I mean, listen, nobody does it like Atlanta. They just don't. And I got to tell you, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which we talked today with Sophie about because she's watched the first three, and I've watched the first five that's come out. And by the way, I've recapped the first four over on my Patreon. I put up two this weekend. The fifth episode recap will be up tomorrow afternoon, uh, and I love it. I mean, I started off really not hating it, but thought like, ooh, this is really dark. Like, I don't know if this is right. And then I keep watching the, I love that. Then I keep watching it again and again, and now I love it. But I like got a shout out, Phaedra and Eva. To me, those are the stars of the show. Like Eva, I said on the, the, the Patreon this weekend, I said, she is just like, She's just normal, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that she's logical. She's funny as hell. I mean, like uniquely funny. 
She believes in people. She encourages people. She doesn't let people walk all over her, though. And I'm like, man, what a star. But then, you know, I would say a huge star. But then you got Phaedra right next to her. And I got to say, I'm almost at that point where I fully have to forgive Phaedra for the candy thing. Or at, at least I need some kind of... Some kind of understanding between these two ladies, because I got to say, I think I want her back on Atlanta. I do. She was on Dubai this week to you guys. Um, but Phaedra, I said this on the, the Patreon, but I'll just say it. Like I tell Sophie too, it's just the line I keep thinking about that she said in the fourth episode or third episode, they go into a crystal shop and she goes, I had a yoni egg up in my vagina and then it wanted to come out. So it came out and then I went to Target and I met a man. We went on a couple of dates, three, but then I found out he worships Satan. I'm just like, what? Phaedra gives the best talking head known to man. Like, I mean, truly, the there are certain people that do talking heads that just, you know, you're like, this is fake bullshit. But Phaedra, you just feel like it's so real, so unique, so amazing. The, the, the way she speaks is so cool. It's like, yeah, I'm funky. I love it. You know, like, it's just, I would just... If I got to hang out with Phaedra, I think I would just laugh the whole time because she'd just be like, you want some chips? And I would just laugh because just everything she says is so funny to me. I just like, I love her so much. I think I, and also I think I came to the conclusion that I'm attracted to her as well. And that, that was something that I had to deal with this weekend. But anyways, Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock. I am loving it over at uh, the old Bluestone Manor. Dorindo reposted my uh, Stranger Things joke because I said the next uh, season of Ultimate Girls Trip needs to take place in Bluestone Manor. And she reposted it. And at first I was like, uh-oh, is she mad at me because I'm making fun of Bluestone Manor? But she said she was actually laughing. So that was huge. Dorinda, and this is the other thing I say. I don't know if I said this with Sophie, but I said it on the Patreon today is that, listen, we have to normalize, first off, not saying normalize as much, but I'm going to do it because it's okay. I have a podcast. We need to normalize being able to like people and also dislike things about them. We have to normalize that it's all right to really like and root for Dorinda and also think that she has some horrific behavior in Ultimate Girls Trip. And I think it just comes from this place of we want this person to be better. Like, think about it. Like, you know, not everybody is good. Not everybody is bad. Like some of us do both. Like there's, that's just how the world is, is that we are both, we all are good and bad and make horrible mistakes and make, do some really good things too. But like, we've got to, I don't know. I I, I keep just talking, I keep thinking about that Beverly Hills discourse and people are really, really still really bothered. And I guess as they should be with Kyle and Erica and Rinna, you know, the, the terrible threesomes behavior over on Beverly Hills, especially this past week's episode with Garcelle's son. And I guess it's just that I don't expect anything from them. So I've already written off, like I've written off an Erica and Rinna a long time ago. Like I don't, I'm not looking to them to show Like I just keep thinking Erica just smells like a fart every time she comes on screen. By the way, like I said in the show today, happy birthday, Erica. It's her birthday today. What do you get somebody that's stolen so much, right? What do you get? What do you get? What do you get for them? Uh, they had paparazzi photos of her, which by the way, I have a theory on her paparazzi photos. She, uh, the Daily Mail gets a lot of Erica Jane paparazzi photos and they're usually like her pumping gas or this last week she was in Target with her assistant, Leia. And I personally think this is just a theory and you're like, oh, of course she is. But I think she is, you know, 
in on the selling of these photos. I don't think she gets a lot of money for it, but I think she gets something because here's why I think this. She was dressed down at Target, so I think she's like, yeah, I'll just, you know, roll out in sweats. You can get a couple shots. You can put that in an article. We can make funny, you, you know, the people that hate me can make funny memes of it, you know. But the thing that made me think that she was in on it was that in the Target cart when they were leaving, it was what bottled water and detergent. That was it. So you're telling me Erica Jane and her assistant Leia go to Target for bottled water and 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 what and detergent. And you're like, Ryan, of course, they need stuff like that, but nothing else? And also, you couldn't just send Leia to get that? Erica Jane wanted to go to the Target in West Hollywood? It's, it reeks to me of staged photos. It just does. It reeks of me of like, look, I'm salt of the earth. I'm out here with the fellow man. I'm not living a fancy life. Look, I'm buying bottled water at a Target. It was Evian, but still, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel it feels staged. And, and we talk about the Army Hammer uh, story this week that he is supposedly in the Cayman Islands selling timeshares. And we talk about that. Uh, in terms of staged and what is fake and what isn't. Um, okay, so we have uh, Married to Medicine, Atlanta. Then a reminder, uh, I'd say this was Sophie at all, but Sophie as well, but I want you guys to set your DVRs. Below Deck Monday, but baby, we got Below Deck Med, uh, Captain Sandy starting back tonight, as well as Below Deck Down Under with Aisha, who was on the show a couple weeks ago. We got a sexy new captain. If you have Peacock, you've already seen the whole season, but if you haven't, and a lot of people don't have Peacock yet, it, you can watch the full season now on Bravo starting tomorrow, uh, tonight. Uh, Monday nights are going to be that night. Now, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, what, what do we got on Tuesday? I don't know, but Wednesday is Beverly Hills. Thursday, you got Southern Charm. Uh, we talk about Southern Charm with Sophie today. It's truly what these men, I like it. I'm like, these men, they're just trash. Uh, watch What Happens Live comes back for a new week of shows this week. Starting tonight, and let me see. I want to pull up the guest list because there was a couple of people where I was like, "Oh, I want to see that." Um, I I am one of those people. I always say this that I truly, truly love. Watch what happens live. I think it is a great. It is like it's it's a show that I truly love. Like I, I always said, I used to watch Letterman and you know, all of these late night talk show hosts, but this is my favorite late night talk show. And I wish more people would get behind it. Um, because I always see the ratings and it's like, ah, I think it could do so much better. I think Andy is so entertaining. Okay. So this week, Tonight, we had Eva, Eva, Eva Marcel from Girls Trip and Dr. Heavenly from Married to Medicine. Tomorrow night or tonight, we have Captain Sandy and Aisha. On Tuesday, we got Taylor Armstrong with Ryan O'Connell, the author. On Wednesday, we got Caroline Brooks from Dubai and Nina Ali from Dubai, which will be interesting because I'm sure they'll talk about the Lisa Rinna feud, which now supposedly they've made up. Like, Rinna talked to them on the phone and there was like this kiss and makeup. But I'm sorry, Rinna, just, just shut it. Listen, just shut it. Like... Stop playing this shit out in tweets and all of the uh, Instagrams. Like, leave it, leave it for the show. Like, you know, I always say leave it on the dance floor. Leave it on the show. I do not want to have to follow these storylines. And if we do have to keep following these storylines, do my idea and please do a show where it's a weekly show where we get into these internet fights. Uh, then Thursday, Madison LaCroix and Vanita Aspen from, uh, you got from the old Southern Charm and... Uh, I asked a question. You can ask questions on um, Twitter. Like they'll be like, I've got this guest coming up. Any questions? And I want to know if Madison has watched last season of summer house and what she thought of the Austin Lindsay and uh, um, 
uh, why am I blanking? Uh, Sierra. God, Austin Lindsay and Sierra uh, love triangle. I would love because you know what? Madison takes every opportunity to make <laughs> to Austin make him feel like an idiot. I want to know if she ever signed my stop my change.org petition to get Austin off of summer house. That would be, I should talk. I try, I should try to talk to her at some point. Okay. Let's do some news stories and then get into Sophie. Um, also, uh, just quick, all the plugs, YouTube. We have the Beverly Hills recap up there. We have a Bailey mail up there. We're trying, like I had some really good conversations this with, uh, weekend with Meditza and Sandra about ways to make the YouTube better. We're trying to get like, you know, more focused, clearer. Uh, sometimes I can go into 30 different directions. You guys know if you listen to the show, but it's really exciting to think about. So please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, Sophie will be up there tomorrow as well uh, at some point. And then we have a couple other videos coming this week, but it's really exciting. It's like another aspect of what we do. All the Patreon baddies, like I said earlier, hello. We got a lot of new signups because of the Ultimate Girls Trip recaps. And I really got to thank you. That is so, so awesome. It's how, um, you know, uh, I support myself and, uh, and, and Medita, I get to get to pay Maritza and Sandra and, and it's really exciting. So thank you for being a part of that. I know we do another Patreon live coming up soon. Uh, and we're toying around with stuff on there. Please uh, leave a positive review, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also coming up this week, if you didn't, please go listen to my comments by Celebs interview. I got to be on their podcast on Friday with Emma and talk all things Bravo. And it was just a really, really nice conversation. I truly love those ladies. Uh, but this week is exciting. I finally, I did this interview with Heather Holla Thompson on her podcast called In My Heart. I did it like at the end of April and it's finally releasing on Tuesday and, and guys in, you know, in negative, my negative head, I was like, Oh, they're just never, they, I, I must've sucked so bad that they're not going to release it, you know? And I was scared to like send an email going like, are you guys ever going to release it? But they are. So I'm really excited. Cause I had a really good conversation. It's a lot about pop culture. And I almost thought, and Heather even said afterwards, like she was going to cut some of the housewives things. Cause she doesn't like to get too deep into housewives because her podcast is kind of like about inspirational people and people that are doing their craft and all of these different things. She's like, I mean, Beyonce's mom's been on there because she used to work with Beyonce's mom, like all these different really cool guests have been on there. So it's a really was a privilege and honor to be asked. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that on Tuesday. Also, we're announcing a new contest for Tom Sandoval and the most extras. They are doing another show um, coming up. Uh, let me get the information for you guys. Cause, uh, if anybody wants to go and put their name in, uh, in the ring to do this, I want you to be there folks. So it's going to be on Saturday, July 23rd at the Canyon club in Agora Hills. Uh, and, and this is really cool. It is going to be filmed for season 10. So I got four tickets to give away. Uh, if you want to be on the new season of Vanderpump Rules and also see a kick-ass show, please come out to Agora Hill Saturday, July 23rd to see Tom Sandoval and the most extras. Also, DJ James Kennedy will be opening or closing. One of the, he'll be there as well, which we talk about DJ James Kennedy in today's show. Um, so uh, please come out to that. If you want tickets to it, if you want to be entered in the raffle, uh, email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and just make sure you leave a five. Let me know you left a five-star review and uh, we'll get you entered and and you could have some free tickets to, uh, it's really fun. I, I think I'll be there. It's going to be great. Um, okay. Moving on to some new stories, new stories. 
Oh, uh, uh, I wanted to mention the Facebook group, too. The So Bad It's Good Facebook group. Uh, small but mighty. Uh, it was cool. I just got uh, one of one of the listeners and one of my buddies, Mark, um, he left a comment saying that he I should do an episode about my experiences being an actor. And uh, I was like, oh, that would be cool. Would you guys be down to hear that? Like a solo show just talking about auditions and, and coming up in L.A. I was thinking of that or I could bring on or both one of my actor friends who's out there working right now. I'm really good friends with uh, a girl named Angelique Cabral and her new show. I think it's premiering on Hulu as well called Maggie, but she was in life and pieces and, and she's just an amazing, amazing, consistently working actor, but also just so funny, so game for anything. And I've been wanting to have her on regardless. It was going to make her watch an episode of the Kardashians, but it might be fun just to have her come on and talk about the life of an actor. And she has a beautiful family now too, but she is just one of the coolest people. And I know you guys would love her. So I was saying, Oh, maybe I could have her on and we could do an, uh, one, uh, based around all of that. Uh, let's see here. Some interesting news stories that we didn't get to today in the Sophie thing. Um, we do talk a little bit about Chloe and Tristan at the very end, but I got to tell you, if this is true that Tristan sent her flowers and Chloe deleted a post about thanking Tristan, I'm going to scream into a pillow. Like, honestly, Chloe, you're a dum-dum. Like, I've given you so many, like, you're a dum-dum. Stop it. Stop it. And Kris Jenner, shame on you. Kris Jenner, lay down the law. Get this motherfucker out of there. I do not care that it's True's dad. First off, can we get a paternity test just to make sure in the first place? Everybody else is getting paternity tests to see if they have Tristan kids. Let's make sure that True is Tristan's daughter. Sorry, True, if you're listening. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just pissed. I'm like, dude, don't. Just leave it alone. Uh, Kim loaned out her private jet for Coco Air or Coco Camp Coco for Chloe's birthday. And they flew off to a beach so they could take these uh, swimsuit photos, which by the way, page six posted these photos tonight of Kim uh, in, in the ocean, like trying to do sexy poses in a white bathing suit. And one of the photos had this lady taking the photos with her iPhone and I zoomed in on it and I was like, who the fuck is this lady? Like, I was like, what a shitty job. This lady is in full pants and like she has her iPhone. Her She's literally kneeling in the water in her pants. Like Kim's like, fuck it, get in the water and work. And like taking these shots where Kim's like running her fingers through her hair and like showing her hard nipples. It's wild. And I was just like, I'm going to show about this. I mean, talk about your bad jobs of just following Kim Kardashian around beaches with an iPhone. Like this, it just made me laugh so much. Uh, you can find the poster uh, pictures on my Instagram stories, but it turns out somebody does know who it is. It's Chloe's nanny, Andreza Cooper. Um, and I was like, that's Chloe's nanny. Why is she kneeling in the water for Kim's butt crack shots? Like what? Let her be the nanny then. Like what? She's double. Like she's, <laughs> does she get paid double for this? I bet she, I bet Kim's not throwing her extra money to like get her pants wet in the ocean. Come on, Kim, at least have Chloe take these. She's related to you. It really makes me mad. Also, it really makes me laugh that Joey Gorga, you guys, you know how I love to make fun of Joey Gorga's inspirational phrases. Cause it's always like the same five photos and it'll be like, don't let people hurt you twice. If they hurt you twice, they'll hurt you three times. And like, that's like an inspirational phrase. And it's always him just like looking at the camera intensely. Well, today he posted one because you know how they did that Real Housewives of New Jersey men's calendar for 2022 um, or 2023. I'm not sure. It's going to be released. What year? 
what year are we in real quick? Are we in, we're in 2022. So I think this is a 2023 calendar and it's like, has all the dudes in it. Like, and Frank Catania's one, he's in these bunny ears and he's giving one of the most intense looks like on a rock and bunny ears. It, it, it feels like you're on acid when you're looking at it. I was like, oh, I'm feeling things I've never felt before. None of them sexual, but just like, like, why am I here? What am I doing with my life? Uh, but this one, Joey has a calendar one where he's in the Phantom of the Opera half mask. It's a black and white shot. He's leaning on like a piano, I think, and there's a candelabra um, on the piano, and he's showing all his muscles. And all of a sudden, like even if he didn't write anything, you're like, oh, beautiful photo. But then the, the, he posts this on his Instagram today with this caption: "It takes a real and humble person to admit their mistakes. Admitting we're wrong is courage, not weakness." Dude. I say that all the time, don't I? So I'm like, I'm immediately in. I'm like, Joey, genius, brilliant, print it. Like, I love it. I love it. Let's tell all the housewives. This is what I'm saying. It's not, you know, to air as human as Eva says in Girls Trip. But this, I, until my dying day, will wonder why he put this with the Phantom of the Opera mask nude shot. Like, he's got to be in on the joke at this point. He's got, this has got to be a joke. There's no way Joey goes, there's a shirtless fan of the opera shot of him just loving his body and mask work. And then that quote. Like, what does it even have to do with Phantom of the Opera? What does it even have to do? Like, I was like, then I was like sitting there thinking for like five minutes. Is it like, okay, is it like a dual personality? Is it like we all wear masks in life? Like, I was trying to make it make sense. Like, I was like, there's just no way this just got posted all willy nilly. And I've tried everything, guys. I can't, I can't have it make sense. I, I don't. Also in disturbing photograph news, uh, Chris Jenner uh, posted a photo with Mariah Carey today. Um I think they were at like uh, on the beach at like a Dolce and Gabbana thing. And it's just one of the, there's some there we, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's cool, but also at the same time, I'm like, what is going on, man? Can the car, like, can we do, can we do a couple weeks off with the Kardashians? I don't mean in talking about them, just them doing anything. Like, could we do, like, could we pretend like we're social distancing again or cut their internet, like have them all just like do a team meeting for a month in one of their mansions and just go away. Let other people do their thing, right? Let's let's do it for like just try it. Uh, also, in some general pop culture news, Sean Mendez, you guys, the singer who uh, was dating Camila Cabello up until uh, what was that? What did they break up like a year ago or something? This is actually kind of I don't know. Like this is he he was he's going on a, a world tour. He just started the tour, and he is already having to cancel the first three weeks of the tour. Um, c- c- citing mental uh, mental health issues. This is good. It's not good for his mental health. So he is postponing his tour to focus on his mental health. In an Instagram post on Friday, the Grammy-nominated singer 23 said he is pushing back the next three weeks of concert dates until further notice. His quote says, I've been touring since I was 15, and to be honest, it's always been difficult to be on the road away from friends and family. After a few years off the road, I felt like I was ready to dive back in. But that decision was premature, and unfortunately, the toll of the road and the pressure has caught up to me, and I've hit a breaking point. Um, You know, uh, after speaking with my team and health professionals, I need to take some time to heal and take care of myself and my mental health first and foremost. As soon as there are more updates, I promise I will let you know. Love you guys. And it's gotten over like 2.3 million likes on Instagram. So, I mean, that's good. I mean, at least it's a popular post. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't it suck to post that and like three people like it and they're like, get on the road, pussy. Um, 
mental health is so important, right? We talk about it every week on this show. I'm not really familiar that much with Sean Mendez's work, except for those photos with Camila Cabello, where they're walking like zombies, trying to get paparazzi to take photos of them. Remember that during, during COVID where they're in their jammies and they're zombie walking. Um, <laughs> so I remembered that, but it's like, yeah, man, do what, do what you need to do to protect your mental health. But that's really hard when you have so many people depending on you for work, you know, a tour like that, I would imagine a lot of people are employed by. So I hope he's okay. That's just one of those things, but what a brave thing to do. And, and truly, if you, if you have an issue like that, like you got to take care of yourself first and foremost. So I think that's great. I think there should be, uh, unfortunately, like though, there has to be a balance, though, in a professional art environment is that people do need to depend on you. So like, as much as I agree with it, it, it truly is hard, and I'm sure he feels really torn about it. So hopefully he is doing what he needs to do now. Um, this is in What the Fuck News. Cameron Diaz, you know, actor Cameron Diaz, winemaker for Aveline. Uh, love her. She recently said that she is coming back from filming to do a movie with Jamie Foxx. I'm hit or miss with Jamie Foxx. Sometimes I, I think he's a genius and love him, and sometimes I think he's just loud. Um, but she's coming out of retirement to do a movie with Jamie Foxx. I hope it's good, I guess, because I love Cameron Diaz and I want her to do more movies. But this was a story that got put out today. Uh, the headline from Yahoo Entertainment, Cameron Diaz thinks she was a drug mule during her early days as a model. And then it says, quote, they gave me a suitcase. And I was like, OK, you had me at drug mule. Like, listen, I'm like, can we make a can we make a movie of this? Could I make a movie where you're playing Cameron Diaz and you're my fucking drug mule? Like, that's amazing. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great, because Quince Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash 
credit card. Uh, Cameron Diaz shared that she believes she unwittingly served as a drug mule while attempting to start a modeling career in Paris. Isn't that where it always starts in Paris? This is why I don't attempt modeling. Uh, it says, eager to see the world and able to save up for a Paris apartment thanks to catalog modeling work. Oh, like Lala. She'd, uh, she'd done back home in California. The future star moved abroad as a young woman in hopes of making it big as a model. But as she shared on the Second Life podcast last week, what's the Second Life podcast? Let's find that out. Second Life podcast. Hillary Kerr. I have never heard about this podcast in my life. And she got Cameron Diaz. Oh, well, good for her. Um, sorry. <laughs> Another detour. So she was on the Second Life podcast, and she now suspects that the only modeling job she got was actually a cover for, uh, for transporting drugs. She says, I didn't work a day, Diaz, now 49, said of striking out as a model in Paris. I was there a full year and I didn't work one day. I couldn't book a job to save my life. I got like one job, but really I think I was like a mule carrying drugs to Morocco. I swear to God. It was before TSA or anything like that. It was early 90s. They gave me a suitcase that was locked that had my, quote, costumes in it. When Diaz arrived in Morocco, officials asked her to open the suitcase and whether or not it could be open or who, no. Officials asked her who owned the suitcase and whether or not it could be opened. She eventually told them it was not hers. All, she says, all of the calculations in my head went running back like, what the fuck is in this suitcase? I'm this blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl in Morocco in the 90s. I'm wearing torn jeans and platform boots and my hair down, and this is really unsafe. That was my only job I ever got in Paris. Of course, Diaz skyrocketed to fame shortly after. She scored her, scored her role opposite Jim Carrey in 1994's The Mask while she was still living in Paris and then racked up all of these things. Uh, I... Uh, man, listen, could you, uh, what a fun story for drug dealers too, to be like, oh, like when Cameron Diaz started getting big of like, oh, what, didn't she mule for one, for us once? I'm so proud of her. Like, look at, you know, I, like, it's truly, somebody someday needs to do a documentary on all everybody's like shitty first time, part time jobs. You know, that story where Brad Pitt, when he was in LA, one of his first jobs was he dressed up as the El Pollo Loco chicken and spinned a sign outside the store. And I was like, first off, is that, I'm like, is it, I don't ever believe these things. I think when you're that good looking, you, it like assures that you never have to dress up in an El Pollo Loco chicken costume. Yet he says that was one of his first jobs. I and mean, we all have shitty first jobs. I worked at a lot of, I worked at movie theaters in Arizona and I worked at a blockbuster video. I worked at a Hollywood video. I worked at a Petco, uh, no, sorry, Pet Smart. I worked at a Pet Smart. Um, and I would carry these big bags of dog food with, it was, what a, what a weird time. Just all the little part-time jobs. Then I went to, I remember living in Chicago. I had a couple of jobs there for a summer. I worked at the Goodman theater. I worked at, uh, I got hired at a structure back when structure before it was expressed for men. And I was like, oh, cool. But then they were going to, they, they, part of their thing is like, they made you buy, they, they would give you a discount on the clothes, but they would still make you buy the clothes. You had to wear their clothes. And I was like, oh, cool. I have to drop $200 so I can work here and I don't have money. Like, that's amazing. And then I was like, oh my God, are they just hiring people so they can sell clothes? It made no sense to me. So shout out to Cameron Diaz. Very cool. Uh, I did, uh, t I finished Stranger Things. I talked about it with Sophie. Really loved it. Uh, we talk about the OC firings. Uh, listen, we got to talk though about the Summer House new cast. I didn't get to talk to Sophie about Summer House and it, I, I'm so bummed because I wanted to get her opinion about Luke and Andrea being let go. We are getting new information though about the new people in the cast. Now, Sierra, it looks like is going to be full time. Uh, there was a rumor that she was a friend of the season. So it looks like she is full time. Um, but 
listen, I, you know, life is about change and I have to learn to accept that for better or worse. Uh, so the casting, uh, it says, you know, this is Queens of Bravo. This says the next generation of summer house kids are Chris Leone, Gabby Prescott and Sam Fahir. Um, and I don't know the, the dude looks like he has some big white chompers. The lady is African American and she's wearing like this black, uh, and white circle dress thing and she's beautiful the blonde haired girl looks very blonde she looks like an extra from southern charm uh pretty uh so that's that's where we're at with the summer house cast and i know they're ushering in new people and it's like the new generation of summer house i wonder if people like kyle and amanda and Lindsay and all those people like are scared or like do are we gonna have a place here after next season i mean this is a real make or break season for this show and by the way i do want to say this show has done it before where you know when hannah and Paige came in it, you know they, those were they were new and they they took off in that house um so we'll see i i'm just uh just a little a little hesitant um so that that's the news over there on summer house uh let's see we talk about addison ray's dad today we talk about Jax taylor being trapped on the ride in disneyland this past week uh <laughs> remind you guys that the new season of the bachelorette premieres two nights uh two bachelorettes in one all you, a whole a whole amazing thing if you like music rage against the machine the uh the band i think they're amazing they started touring again this weekend and did like an amazing 16 song set i watched some of the music from that night and it just seems more powerful than ever also uh just uh, from an actor's perspective and some something that i digested like this show like it was crack. I've never done crack, but I'm assuming that it's easy to digest. Uh, this is just a horrible, um, this is already a horrible tribute to this man. Uh, we all love The Sopranos, the HBO show. Uh, James Gandolfini, unfortunately, is no longer with us. But now we have news uh, that on Friday, Tony Sirico, Sopranos star, dead at 79. He's best known for playing Peter, Paul, Polly Walnuts, Gualtieri, 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 um, and uh, he's passed away. He lived a long, full life. Uh, what an amazing, but what an amazing show. He seemed like just such an amazing actor. There are those actors, and Sopranos was so good at casting them, where they would just pop up, and you're like, this is a real person. They had such good actors, and the looks of these people. Like, they weren't the best-looking people in the world. They were, pe they looked like people. They were character-looking people. Like, really cool. Like, they, you know, this guy had status. Uh, and I just, I loved him so much in uh in that show he also appeared in Lilyhammer, the grinder family guy you know he had a very long career um michael Gandalf gandolfini james gandolfini's son uh paid tribute to him on instagram said tony sirico was one of the kindest fiercely loyal and heartfelt men that i've ever known he was always uncle tony to me and tony always showed up for me and my family i'll deeply miss his pinches on my cheek and his infectious laugh he was a phenomenal actor and an even better man and that's Man, what a great, you know, it, it just sucks. It sucks. It, it ugh, There's not, I'm like, guys, can we tell you about death? And how, it, you guys notice that it sucks? <laughs> uh, Britney Spears is at it again, posting and deleting about not liking the documentaries. Um, people, uh, the documentary people that, that have been do doing the documentaries that are making fun of her. Uh, but she deleted these comments. Uh, also, she was... Um, 
she was taking pics when she got back at the airport and she's talking about her house they're they're building a house her and her new husband uh so Brittany, i i really am curious where we're at on Brittany's book if she will ever perform again uh but until then i think we have to always just kind of pick at these Instagram posts like the Da Vinci Code trying to figure out what any of this means. But I just, we just all want her to be good, I think. I think we've like, you know, like, man, I don't know. Sometimes with people like that that are just so, not fragile, because she's really tough, but that have been kind of treated the way they have, I sometimes think maybe social media is not the right place for somebody like that until you are are so strong. Like, it, it's got to suck. We talked about that on the show last week. It's, it just sucks to hear bad things about yourself. And imagine if you're somebody like Britney Spears having to read all of this stuff. Um, of course, oh my God, we didn't get to talk to this about Sophie. Oh, we were talking about this already. I'll, I'll save it for next week. But it was just the whole conversation about Kim Kardashian saying she hasn't done anything to her face. There's no filler, just a little Botox. And I just want to say there's little unicorns flying out of my ass right now. Those are both true statements. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Like, listen, I'm all for Kim Kardashian being an icon, being legendary. She has such a cool work ethic, which nobody can take away. And the Kardashians truly mean something in the world of pop culture. I, I truly celebrate that. But I just... I'm so tired of the conversation about their looks gaslighting uh america and young women and and even men into saying like listen we all have seen the photos throughout the years and you can take good care of yourself and they do but there has been a lot of help along the way you know like and we we're just never kind of told the truth about any of that stuff and i find that frustrating not for me because i'm able to think it out and obviously do a whole show about it but for younger people i always use my niece as an example i get frustrated thinking that she might get frustrated with her own body and face at any point realizing she uh you know may not be the beauty that kim kardashian is even though my niece actually is truly beautiful um but also that she's not able to afford the work that kim kardashian these are not it's not obtainable beauty standards this isn't it's not like you can do all of these other things and look how much cool things they've all done and kim with her justice reform and all of this stuff but come on enough is enough at a certain point i just think it's ridiculous uh selena gomez is in paris now um she had two separate incidents where like this stalker today, a guy hops her fence, walked around the neighborhood, said he wanted to meet her. And then last week, someone in the neighborhood outside her house was outside her house again. Security called the police twice. And then a guy who had a mattress wrote her name on it in blood and asked where she was and then set the mattress on fire in front of her house. Like, what? Dude, is it really worth it to be famous anymore? Like, I mean, I guess they've had st- we've had stalkers from the beginning of celebrityhood, but it's just so scary. Uh, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, uh, they got married. They have a, a child together, and they are so cute. I love Kirsten Dunst and the actor Jesse Plemons. Just so talented. What a cool uh, coupling. Uh, we talk about Stranger Things, about Doja Cat today. Um, <laughs> it's just wild. Uh, and that's it, guys. Oh, oh, well, actually, some Vanderpump Rule news. Supposedly, Raquel is dating Nima now um, from Shaws of Sunset and another guy who is friends with, I believe, Brock. This came out on Sheena's podcast, Shenanigans. And... Uh, oh man, I'm excited to see that on the show. They also said, Raquel also said she was like, she was staying at Sheena's, but now Sheena's coming back to film. So they're going to take over the place that Raquel was in. And Raquel got a studio apartment in North Hollywood. Like what? I Raquel should be able to afford more than a studio apartment. And what's all, what, what is going on? 
Um, you guys, that is our uh, beginning of the show, and we're 51 minutes in, and you still got an hour of Sophie Ross. Remember, if you hate this first part, there are timestamps where you can skip right to Sophie, uh, and it will not hurt my feelings at all. It might hurt my feelings a little bit. I don't know. Anyways, love Sophie. I didn't talk to her last week, so I was so excited to talk to her today. We do a lot of Bravo, a lot of movie, a lot of TV. It's just a really fun conversation. We have a great week of shows for you guys, and I appreciate you being on this journey with me as always, uh, and uh, I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Bye. You know what? I'm going to do a commercial right now and then I'll, we'll start Sophie. Okay. Bye. Now is my favorite part of the show. When we get to talk about our sponsors for the week, we have a returning sponsor and a brand new sponsor. So I am so excited about our new sponsor. Uh, you might've heard of them before. Uh, they're called Babbel. Uh, for most of us learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Yo soy Esteban folks. <laughs> I took beginner Spanish in high school and it's like, I just learned Casa de Pepe, which is uh, the bathroom. <laughs> now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a, a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Now, I chose uh, Spanish. Uh, I do have a lot of friends that speak Spanish. Uh, I live in Los Angeles where uh, I do get to hear people speak Spanish all of the time, and I actually want to learn. It would be amazing to be able to learn a language, and it's really cool, and it's really easy. I'm going to tell you how to do it. I signed up. You tell them which language you want to learn. There's a bunch of different options that you can learn. Uh, I chose Spanish, but Babbel, can even, you can even put in how many minutes you want to be able to study a day. So Babbel has 15 minute lessons and it's the perfect way to learn a language on the go. So other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Those, those are the big ones. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. So here is the call to action, folks. Right now, get this, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to B-A-B-B-E-L, that's Babbel.com slash so bad. So that's B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash so bad for up to 60% off your subscription. Uh, Babbel, it is a language for life. Uh, you guys, I'm telling you, just go check it out. Use that, that, uh, the babble.com slash so bad. Just go check it out for yourself. Um, I got to, uh, start this, this past week and it just really, I geek out about stuff like this. I'm always trying to learn new things and I'm always scared about the time it'll take. And this does it in such bite-sized ways that I'm like, Oh my God, what if I'm fluent by the end of the year? <laughs> but honestly, that's like such a good deal. Go do some of you guys. Can you all do, do this? Do it. And now our uh, our second uh, sponsor, and they've been with us before, it is our friends over at Dame. 
Now, uh, we we talked about Dame a couple weeks ago, and they sent me some of their products, and we, we did a live review on air, and they're just really cool. They're designed with this really unique, sophisticated design. Um, so the, the things that they sent us was uh, the, the Ava, and it is a couple's product. And by the way, you guys, trigger warning, if people don't want to hear about uh, really cool sex, sexual products that give pleasure for women, uh, fast forward, I guess. But I think Dame is just an amazing company that is doing all the things right. Uh, but let's be honest, sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. That's why Dame Products designed Ava, the first hands-free vibrator for couples. You can boost pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hands-free toy, Ava, specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body, and stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. Designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure. Eva is your sex life's new best friend. So, what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover uh, new layers of pleasure you can share. Plus, sex you'll look forward to. Um, it truly is something that can enhance, and that's what this is all about. Uh, whether it be with somebody you love, whether it be for yourself, like this is something that uh, we should not be ashamed of or shy away from. Um, and and I think if anything can help you have uh, more pleasure and in a, a safe way, then I am so all for it. So go to dameproducts.com. And enter so bad today for 15% off site wide. That's code so bad to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. All of that information is going to be on the show notes as well. Also, they had sent me another product that uh, is called the Air. A-E-R. They have so many cool products. Just check it out for yourself. Go on the website. See if there's anything that uh, that you like. Because they even have like cool sex oil that's like a all-natural, full-body massage oil formulated with arousing ingredients. I was reading you guys the ingredients a couple weeks ago, and it was like, there was like, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So, Dame Products, it's your new best friend. Dameproducts.com, use code SOBAD today for 15% off site-wide. There you go. You guys, uh, welcome back to uh, So Bad It's Good. This is your pop culture roundup. We took last week off. Uh, which was very necessary. So I'm very excited to be talking to somebody I haven't talked with in a couple of weeks. Uh, truly uh, a gift to uh, writing, to podcasting, to ideas, to women. Humankind. 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 So, so sorry. She she always tells me what to say, and she said humankind, and I forgot it completely. A gift to humankind at large. You can find her on the podcast So True with Sophie Ross, also her Substack, which is linked, uh, which has kind of amazing deep dive articles every week. Sophie Ross, welcome back. How are we? I just saw you were at a wedding last night. Hi, I missed you. And yeah, I'm very hungover right now. I took like a <laughs> seven-hour nap today. Well, that's called just sleeping. That's called uh, going to bed. That's seven hours, not a nap. That's actually a full night's sleep. You know, what's funny is that every single like wedding brunch, even my own sisters, I didn't go to my own sisters like Sunday brunch because I was so hungover. Like the concept of, of early morning wedding brunches, they, oh. we need to talk about that. 
Well, I mean, you really truly are in this vortex of weddings. And I guess that's like one thing that you must be insanely popular and have a lot of people that love you in your life. But at the same time, I'm kind of like now I'm really happy with my decision to be closed off in real life that I'm not invited to a lot of weddings. Cause it seems potentially, even though you and your, your dude took a really cute couple picture at the wedding. Like I was like, I did that old person thing where I was like, that's a handsome couple. Like I even said it in my head. I was like, that is a handsome. And I wasn't even being a smart ass. And then I was like, what? Like lately I'm saying like the oldest words. I'm like, that's a very handsome couple. And you're like now a you're grandpa on Facebook. Yes. You're a beautiful couple. <laughs> yes. I was like <laughs> me and your, me and your grandma saw you guys out last night and just thought you looked lovely. Yeah. We saw you from across the bar. <laughs> yeah. By, by the way, that, <laughs> we, I, Shouldn't make a joke about you guys being swingers, but it is funny. Wouldn't it be great? Like a handsome couple uh, asked me to be their third last night. Oh my God. I wish we were fun like that. I, you got your, your dude had a beer in his hand. I was like, that's a man, dude. Like I would have like some kind of like, uh, uh, like a Bud Light seltzer or something, you know, something kind of like a white claw in my hand. And he had like a man beer in his hand. He is a guy's guy. It's funny because. Because I was showing my friend, one of my friends is is single, and I was like, huh, maybe you would like one of my boyfriend's friends showed a picture of him and he's wearing like a baseball cap. <laughs> she was like, that's your type. She was like, I was like, what's my type? And she was like, all American guy. She was no, like, it's like anybody that's on like- Southern, anybody that's on Southern charm, I think is kind of your guy. Like, I feel like, I mean, I know, no, I, I know you like tall. No, I'm tall, not- just tall. But I'm saying if you had never watched Southern Charm and you just met somebody like Austin or Craig, you'd probably be like, oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. If you did not know. Again, I told you when I met Austin in person how he was just like really tall. I was like, I can see the appeal. But yeah, my friend was like, my type is more like ambiguously European, maybe wears suspenders and has the title like creative director. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why do we force ourselves into types? Like I like because then you either have the type and then you'll eventually go, you know, not even my type, but I really like them. You know, like you eventually break the type. Like, why are we typifying anything? It's like housewives yeah. and housewives rules that I said, like, I was, I was being annoyed about with Lisa Rinna already today. Cause she was just like, she had reposted this thing that Leah McSweeney posted about like, yeah, guys don't go after Kyle's kids. Don't go after this. And Renee goes, thank you. Never go after the kids. I'm like, why do we even have housewives rules? Because nobody follows them. You guys don't follow them on the show and we, the audience don't follow them out here. So there's no rule. Like stop trying to make rules. Cause nobody follows them. You know, Lisa Rinna, how many times have we heard her talk shit about other people? And I, I find it ridiculous when we try to like, set up housewives rules. Right. Also like, don't go after kids unless it's Garcelle's 14 year old son. Yes. In that is cool. See, so this is what frustrates me. I was just talking about this on a Patreon episode about Ultimate Girls Trip. I said, we we so are in this thing of like, we're so cocky with ourselves. We love ourselves sometimes too much where we can then never admit fault with anything that we ever do. We yeah. never are able to look inward. We do not see that we are complete hypocrites. Like, did you watch uh, or did you even catch up on anything yet? Did you get to yes, watch? I'm all caught up. And I also finally started um, Ultimate Girls Trip. And well, I, want, well, I also wanted to talk. I, I finished Stranger Things. Uh, oh my god! Oh, I, oh my! I made god. it through four seasons in the last uh, two weeks while I was sick. I can't and, believe you did that all in two weeks. Well, I had co- I was isolating myself for. Oh yeah, you know, how are you feeling better? 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm testing negative. Um, this is like the first two days that I've like not had a pounding headache. So it's been really nice. It just sucked, but stranger things. I got to tell you, I got, I, I mentioned you a couple of times last week. Cause I just, the audience is tired of me talking about stranger things. Cause I got so sucked in and I got so involved and now I'm really sad because like I told you, when you kept talking about it, I thought it was like done. I thought it was like, that's t- like, it's the end of the show. I didn't realize there was a whole other season yeah, until you told. Yeah. So now I'm like, fuck, how long do I got to wait for the other season? Probably like 10 more years. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't have this kind of time. Ben Wolfhard is going to be even more awkward. He's not going to like leave his office. You got. He's just going to get more dude. awkward. Wait, wait, that's what I kept meaning to text you because you had mentioned on the show, you said, you know, some of them just aren't good actors as they yeah. grow up. Did you, you think mean, that about Finn well, Wolfhard? Well, that, I thought that about Finn Wolfhard and I want to know if that's who you thought about or you thought yes. he was good. Yes, okay. no, that's exactly who I was talking about, that he's just like not a good actor. And Safety. he's so extreme looking that he, like you're you so like, listen, but I think it's like extreme looking in the sense that I'm sure a lot of women find him like he's like weirdly, he'll probably be a model People or something. People like but- compare him to like Timothy Chalamet, but I don't agree it's like the angular, like strong features and like floppy hair, floppy yeah. TikTok hair, you know? Well, we got a story about uh, Will from Stranger Things this week, but- Oh, the Doja uh, Cat The piece. Doja Cat story. But uh, the thing that I keep, I, I mean, you guys, and spoiler alert, if you're going to watch, uh, you guys probably already watched it, but if you didn't skip this part, I kept thinking like Eleven and uh, Will, Eleven and, and Mike are together, right? Like their boyfriend, girlfriend- And he, his whole hangup was like, I'm not special. Like she is. Why would she ever like me? And I got to say in that last season, I was like, yeah, I, if I was 11, I'd dump your ass. Like I do not find him special at all. Like I truly am like 11 deserves 11 can do so much better. Like so much better. Like not even a, like, even when she, he was like trying to talk to her while she was like fighting Vecna, you know, when she's, he's like, you're the best, you got this, you've got to fight. And I was like, you're annoying, dude. Like, (laughs) like no shit. She knows she's got to fight. Like it it wasn't special to me, you know? You're amazing. 11. You're amazing. Do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I okay. I got chills. Spoiler. We're, I'm going to mention some spoilers. I got so many chills. First of all, the helicopter scene yeah. when she when she took spoiler spoiler when she took down the helicopter, I got chills. And also, like Millie Bobby Brown, I feel like the jury's out on whether she's actually a good actress or she's just like because she only has to say like three or four words right. as she'd be like, "I friends, like pizza." Friends, friends don't, don't lie. lie, Papa. But. I think that she she actually was good, but I think that Sadie Sink was amazing. And if anyone is nominated, I think it needs to be a Sadie Sink. Okay. And also Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie Munson, obsessed with Eddie Munson. Like, he was amazing. He's also British in real life. So, like, I feel like that takes oh. extra talent. But his upside-down guitar scene, chills. I've yeah, watched so that on YouTube so many times. You guys, he does this, like, they're in the da- the um, the upside-down, and he takes a guitar, and he does Master of Puppets by Metallica, which is one of their famous songs. And Metallica, by the way, it's so cute. They're like, yeah! They, they did, like, a, a TikTok, like, doing it along with him. And I love when we can all hop on board, like, a pop culture reference, and everybody's like, yeah! And Metallica's like, you guys, if you've never heard us before, we're Metallica and you're welcome to join us at any time. And I was like, yeah. And I just, I think it's so, um, it's so cute. But the Joseph Quinn thing I even thought about in terms of being British, I literally had these thoughts last night. I was like, fuck those people though. Cause it's like, 
Americans deserve to play Americans. You know what I'm saying? Like those British people it's are playing better Americans. It, like, listen, <laughs> no, all you see any good at Billy Bobby Brown is British. Like you see any of these TV shows that are worth their salt these days. The whole cast is British doing American and they're, they're, they're killing the American actor. Like they're, they're better than us at our own accent. I know. I know. It's crazy. I thought he was like, when I first watched like the first few episodes of the fourth season, I was like, he is an amazing actor. Like the way that he was just playing, embodying the character. Oh, I thought he was, I thought, and I then thought I was thought just he that was dude. British. I thought he was British. And then I, I was like, what the hell he's, that makes it even more impressive. So, uh, but you're right about Sadie Sink and you guys just to, if you didn't know, Sadie Sink is the, uh, red haired actor that was in Taylor Swift's, um, uh, all what's the song well. all too well, 10 minute version playing the version of Taylor Swift and Dylan O'Brien was playing the version of Jake Gyllenhaal in that. And so I didn't realize she was in stranger things. Like I totally did not. So when she popped up also, when she pops up, she looks like she's 10 and I was oh, yeah. like creepy that's the girl and then i was like how old was she in the all too well video i was like this is weird and thankfully she looks more adult now in this Wait, season it's so funny that you knew her from that you were first introduced to her through that all too video well. i was like i was like oh it's sadie sing from stranger things oh had no clue i was like oh that girl's good like so when she popped up in stranger <laughs> things i was like oh cool like this is and You're I, like, you know, it's the all too well, girl. Yeah. By the way, that's what I want to see Eddie Munson doing is a 10 minute Taylor Swift all oh too well God. to the, and the upside down. She's so lucky that she's forever associated with like two of the best songs ever. Amazing. All too well and running up that hill. And I know. Yeah, it's great. Listen, the only thing that bums me out and spoiler alert is that we don't really know about like Sadie Sink has to come back for the next season. But it's like, it's such a cliffhanger they leave it on. But I don't know. There's just something about a bunch of kids. It's like very Goonies to me, which was an 80s movie I love. It yeah. like wraps up all these horror. Like it's really genuinely scary at times, which I yeah. love. I mean, it really goes on all these 80s references. Freddy Krueger, the actor who played it, is in it. Like it's all just really cool. So anyways, I know you guys are tired of that. One last Stranger Things story is that Doja Cat, the, uh, the pop star, slid into the actor who plays uh will in noah the, schnapps uh, noah schnapps yeah and noah what he's like 17 or something like that or i think he's probably like what 20 now no i think he's like still even younger than that because oh doja he's, Cat's 17, like, he's 17 he's 17 yeah and doja cat is like 27 i think and doja cat slipped into noah's dms and said uh does you know the guy who plays munson this actor that Joseph, he's really hot. Doja Cat says, you know, can can uh, can you give me his info so I can slip slide into his DMs? And he gives him uh, he gives Doja Cat the Instagram information. But then Noah Schnapp makes a TikTok of her DMs, which I thought was hysterical. But Doja Cat then made a TikTok saying how like how unprofessional it is and how dare like this kid this is like really just borderline like really bad and i'm gonna i'm gonna let it pass because he's young but also like what about like you're sliding into a 17 year old's dms to get somebody's information that's kind of creepy in itself right she made it weird like it could have just been like, a funny like fun thing and people would have been like lol doja cat and now it's like what the hell is wrong with you like that's you, what 
you are attacking like a teenager now because you reached out to him instead of just like using your own tools to find Joseph Quinn. It's very Erica Jane and Garcelle's son all over again in a way. Oh God. It's very, but I mean, so also is that what, what famous people do? They just slide into each other's DMS when they get famous. And like, that's a newly famous guy. And Doja's like, let me get, let me get a crack at that guy. Yes. Amazing. I've like literally heard of, so many like people that become like newly famous, like Joe Burrow, for instance, I think he said once that the amount of celebrities <laughs> that like slide into his DMS, I don't even know, but it's like, that's a thing that just celebrities are like, Hey, I'm famous. You're famous. The, the blue check Mark. We got the blue check Mark yeah. on Insta. We got the check Mark on Twitter. You know, you pay attention to those people more. And by the way, Doja Cat, if Doja Cat's like, that is, I mean, listen, even when a Bravo celebrity slides into my DMs, and when I say slide, it usually means like LOL, like LOL at a meme. But like, I even get like, holy shit, man. Like that's, 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 you know, Dorinda Medley was in my DMs yesterday. I was like, oh, it's like Doja Cat. Like, this is amazing. That's your Doja Cat. That's my Doja Cat. Um, okay. So that's Stranger Things. Amazing. Highly recommend you guys. But to move it to Bravo, I do want to get your thoughts on Beverly Hills because we had this episode that oh. I thought going in just because of the discourse on Twitter was so fervored and really not, it was talking about the hatefulness, but then also I think the discourse became hateful in a lot of ways. What was your take on this episode? Cause so many things happened between Kyle saying that Sutton's miscarriages didn't happen to oh um, Mauricio. She like, physically, she like physically assaulted her. Shot, yeah. Like shaking her like a rag doll. And pointing her finger. It's like, Anyone can say whatever the hell they want to Sutton or Garcelle. Like, whatever Diana said to Sutton, I can't even remember, but it was like something very cruel. You and want me to butthead you? You want me to butthead you? You want your villain? A, a real villain? Here I am. Yeah, here, yeah, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Kyle, like Kyle, Kyle just- came over there in the Rinna role because Rinna wasn't there, but Kyle's horrible at it and ended up looking like an ass going, oh, come on, son. I would have heard about that if you had two miscarriages. Like, is, is Kyle the miscarriage fairy where we tell Kyle when something bad happens to our bodies? Right, like how it and and Sutton is such a genuine, like normal person. But, but by the way, like but like she's a little off. Come on, I'll be honest. I love. I'm the head of the Sluttons, but she is a little off, and that's what I love about her. Like I'm not saying she's perfect because she's not. No, but the, they always say that that she's so socially awkward or like whatever yeah. it is. It's like okay, maybe a little, but like, why are you attacking her about that? There's nothing inherently wrong with being a little socially awkward. It's like. I just Teddy Mellencamp has made a whole life out of it. Oh my God. I know I, she's made a whole career out of it sponsored by her father. But, (laughs) um, I just think it's ridiculous that they always find something to nitpick about Sutton. And meanwhile, you know, everyone is, is attacking her from every angle at every moment. And Kyle's just like, well, it's fair. That's I mean, like Kyle, like being on like Kyle is not honest with herself because I think at the end of the day, Kyle just doesn't like Sutton and it's okay. You don't have to like everybody like but to me, Kyle, like kind of looks down on Sutton and loves making fun of Sutton, like even in that apology at the dinner the next night with Sutton, you know, she was like, oh, you're so hard to apologize to. You are so hard. To yeah, apologize. like, like that's not an apology. Oh my God. Worst apology ever. Like she's such a freaking hypocrite. Like the fact that she went after Sutton earlier in the season for like not having enough empathy around like Dorit's may or may not have happened robbery. 
Um, yeah, it's just absurd. Kyle is the hypocrite of not having, she's the queen of not having empathy. Can, um, can I ask you a question too? Is that personally, if you got to see your four closest friends or, you know, two couples that you're close with, they're talking about you and they're saying, you know what? I really enjoy Sophie when she's hammered. You know what? She's so uptight most of the time. And I think it's cool when she cuts, cuts loose, when she yells at kids. I think that's amazing. When she hits on other people, like an, uh, one of our friend's sons, I think that's amazing. Like they're pretty much saying that like, we love, listen, Erica Jane is such a horrible person that we can only stand her when she's wasted. And then we love her. Isn't that weird? Wouldn't you be hurt? I mean, I think that what they were saying, I I feel like it was like, oh, she's finally letting loose. But it was the fact that they were saying that after she verbally assaulted a 14-year-old boy. um, Fuck up! Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! They were like, we're so happy to finally be seeing this side of her. And it's like, wait, this is what you want to see from her? (laughs) Like, what? That was horrific. And then PK's like, hey, you do it all the time. You get you get getting it one way and getting it the other way. Oh. And Dorit's like, oh, I do think, by the way, Mauricio, like I he's on another planet, man. He like, was on another planet. I think he genuinely was being sarcastic. Like, oh, I think it's great that she did that. Like, obviously, he was fucking like he was literally being sarcastic, okay. but still not okay. Okay, so this is the other thing, and I I keep I, I really keep thinking about this myself because I was like going into this episode because I had seen all, all this horrible discourse already. I was like, this is gonna be the darkest episode that I've ever watched on TV with them. And then I watched it and I was like, oh yeah, I expect this out of all of them. Like this didn't shock me. It didn't surprise me. And my other thing is that like, you know, there's such an uproar and I want to respect people's uh, opinions and thoughts, but I was like, isn't it almost enough that Erica looks like just a a walking embarrassment that like, she's kind of made her own hellish world for herself. And that like, to me, that's why I wasn't, I was like, she's getting punished like on a daily basis. Not that she never needs to be celebrated. Like we're literally going, yeah, that's fucking horrible for them all to sit around and go. We like this. We like when she verbally assaults, like us, the viewer realizes how ridiculous it is. But I I sometimes go like, well, why then do we need to get this upset about it? If we're all on the same page that that's fucking ridiculous. Did you see that Ronald Richards, the lawyer guy tweeted that Erica commented, it was on his wife's Instagram. She goes, Lauren, get back on all fours and take it in the ass from that beast you're married to. Yeah. Oh, and, I did see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ronald tweeted about it. He goes, "It's really disappointing when your spouse, spouse, blah blah blah, has nothing to do with our cases, gets verbally attacked by an older woman who is upset at her own mess, or receipt or misappropriated trust account funds." At Erica Jane, is this really necessary? And she goes, "Shut up." She inserted herself, bitch ass. This ain't my first rodeo. It's like shut up. She inserted herself. Ew. It's just like just gross and image her and I like, keep saying Erica Jane is a walking belch she's that person in the yeah. corner that's farting and burping and eating and drinking and smoking and she's like hey I'm like Mae West I'm just I'm super funny and I like to get sexy like it's gross like listen Ronald Richards you know a lot of people have uh, you know Ronald Richards is a, a polarizing figure in the Bravo and I, I understand why but at the same time it's like yo Erica shut up. It goes right into 
you, you just don't seem to have any kind of empathy and you kind of take it as the Erica Jane show and that everybody's trying to take you down when it's like, yo, we just need you to have a little empathy for the victims and give right. back some jewelry and shit that was bought by misappropriated funds. It's really nothing. It's actually nothing to do with you anymore. It's just give back the shit. Right. Garcel was right, though, that Erica does not need anyone else to make her look bad. She literally does it all on her own. That's the whole thing. It's like, so us, like, like, he could still be like, despite all the scandal that's happened with Tom Girardi's offer, like, despite that, there is a way to still be like an empathetic, like, character that people like to watch. And still, it's like, oh, well, you know, no matter what happened, I still feel like, you know, she's, she has a good heart or like whatever it is. Well, like, by the way, the show does not do a good job at showing Erica Jane's heart. Like all these, like all her friends, like, by the way, it's happy birthday, Erica Jane. It's your birthday today. Happy birthday. We got you something. Um, But like all, you know, like, listen, if all these ladies are standing by her, that's awesome. The show does not do uh, a good job at all of showing any sort of heart. Like it really does not do her. Because she doesn't have, Erica makes herself look bad entirely on her own. Like she could have played this so differently and still had sympathy from the fans, but no, it's like she did this completely on her own and she's shown her true colors and who she truly is. And it's honestly disgusting. Like, I don't even think it's fun to watch anymore at this point. Like, unless there's some developing thing with her case, that's really going to be front and center on the show. I do not need to see her on the show anymore. So she I think that- me out so much and Lisa Renna. I think this is a show announcement, but Ronald Richards will be coming on the show this week. And because Wait, was on a, Beverly Hills? No, on my podcast, on the, the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't it be great if all of a sudden, like, you know, Erica goes to a party and Ronald's there, like, hello, Ronald. Why don't you get the on our phone? producers, like, set it up. Ronald, I'm going to soak with you, Ronald. Um, so, oh, my God. So, yeah. So, there was a new lawsuit against Erica Jane about racketeering. And she cannot go to jail for this, but it's more money she is being sued for. Um Ronald says the federal court clerk just issued a summons in the civil racketeering case. This means that process servers will be headed to her rental to serve her. We told her to settle a long time ago. Now it's becoming an overwhelming amount of cases to defend and manage. Like it truly, this will be the rest of her life. Also, the other thing that I wanted to talk about Ronald this week is that he posted an edited clip of talking to Tom Girardi on the phone. He said, here's an edited clip redacting Tom Girardi's phone number. He decided to give us a call today to discuss Erica's deposition. He confirmed he speaks with her and had just spoken to her. We had a lengthy conversation and are sharing this portion of it. Um, So he's, you know, it's obvious that Tom and Erica are still collaborating to the extent Tom can. He also said he was seeing clients at his senior assisted living facility, uh, you can listen to the call at his uh, Instagram, you guys, and I'll talk to him more about that. Listen, I don't believe I, I believe that Tom Girardi gen- is not doing well, but at the same time, to say you're seeing clients and to say you know you're involved in talking to Erica about her depositions and stuff like that that's not that I don't know if that's that's good uh, the amount of crimes that he's committed, you know. Yeah, definitely not. But wait, so what are you guys going to talk about on the show? We're going to talk about uh, where we're at with all of the lawsuits, that uh, voicemail, 
because it's a lengthy uh, call that they had. And I'm I'm just curious. I'm curious from a legal perspective where we're at. They just were able to uh, seize the earrings uh, from Erica Jane. So I want to know where we're in the process of getting the victim's money back. I don't think there's like, truly, this is not something that needs to be salacious, but I am curious. And especially because uh, next week we start the Jen Shaw trial at the Southern District of New York. We start the Jen Shaw trial. Oh my God. So I am just curious what is going on with all of these things because it's been a second since we've checked in because this season of the show is not talking about Erica's legal struggles in a way. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if that's going to be like a storyline, I'm interested. Otherwise, yeah. it's like, I don't want to watch her like be drunk and on Xanax and berating people. It's just like- Well, we're still, we're about to get that storyline this week, you guys, about Garcelle saying, okay, she definitely has a problem when she mixes uh, her antidepressants and alcohol, which I do want to say once again, I believe it's not antidepressants. I believe it's Xanax and other things. Antidepressants, I don't want to give drugs that actually help uh, your mental health a bad rap. So I do not want, like, I, I want that to stop being put out there. I have a feeling she's on things like Xanax and things like that, you know, with alcohol. And yeah, that's what's doing yeah. it. Yeah, uh, no, exactly. It's just like, it's, yeah, it's definitely not the Lexapro. It's the Xanax. Last thing about Beverly Hills I wanted to share with you, just talking about people not being able to assume any sort of guilt or ever make a mistake. So Kyle had a really bad week this week. The fans oh, came God. after her and Mauricio. So this is what she puts in her story, you guys, her Instagram story. She puts the ratings for this week, and they had a season high in total viewers, 1.184 million viewers for this past week's episode. So she puts that up, and then she puts a quote from the holistic psychologist where she says, when I allow myself to be misunderstood, plus keep living within my own values, I heal myself. So you guys, it's our fault. We misunderstand Kyle. Like it's our fault. And she is still a queen. She's according to Kyle. Us, she's showing us what she, who she really is. How else but are we supposed to interpret her actions? I, I just love that she's now a martyr of like, I have been mis I've been nailed to the cross, but I keep living within my own values. I've been nailed to the cross like I, this was. That's exactly Mickey. Uh Ultimate Girls Trip, you started. Are you liking it? Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I'm a it's such a good. I, I didn't even watch season one, to be honest. It's so like, different. It's so different than I this. Wasn't, it's I so wasn't different. interested in the crew. It was like Kyle Richards. Like, I just like didn't care about watching it. But like Taylor Armstrong, Brandy Glanville. Phaedra. Delisa, Vicky, Tamara. Like, it's just so, Phaedra. Like, it's just like such an iconic crew. I like didn't need Jill when Jill was like, surprise. But see, that's the most classic Jill Zarin moment you can have of you her coming in, recreating her. a moment and nobody knows who she, like, I was like, you hurt for Jill sometimes. How, yeah. Which episode are you on? Have you watched all five? No, 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 no. I'm only on episode three. Okay. But I, I'm going to be honest. Watching this has made me miss Vicky. Not even like I, Tamara, listen, but like Vicky. I agree. I, the I, OG you're, you're of right. the OC. Like, I really do miss her I, on my screen. I care about her, even when I know I shouldn't. And well, yeah. listen, that's why she's a legend. I mean, truly, that's, and I almost, I totally agree with you in terms of like, listen, I don't like Vicky saying things about the vaccine or masks. Yeah, or anything, but, but, but by the way, but it's Vicky, Vicky, but it's, it's Vicky. <laughs> But there's a lot of Vickies out there. That's what scares me. But the thing that I love is that she's electric. I can't keep my eyes off her. Like it almost makes Tamara, like 
Tamara should have gone on by herself on another season because it makes Tamara look bland and boring by comparison because she truly is Vicky's keeper in this. Vicky is just, you never know which way she's going to go. She, you know, she's talking about uh, Steve leaving her. It's a really like, I I truly would love to watch Vicky date again and to watch her get her love tank field filled. This past week's episode, they talk about Brooks even and how he was the love of her life and how he dicked her down every night really good. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I don't know if I've gotten there. No, you haven't gotten there. You, you haven't, you're on episode three with the, the, they go into the crystal shop and the marijuana shop. Yeah. 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 But I saw, um, the part where they were like, you just need some good dick, Vicky. You need some good. Oh, I don't need, I do not need that. I do not need that. I did not. Yeah. Wait, when they're doing the sound bath and she was like, I'm just thinking about how many emails I need to answer. Vicky, I missed you. I've been recapping it on the Patreon and like Phaedra for me, like I forgot how like certain people are just engineered to do talking heads better than anybody else yeah, like yeah. like some people like erica jane to me her talking heads always read false but phaedra literally in this like the third episode they're at the crystal shop he goes I, I once put a yoni egg in my vagina and it came out when it wanted to come out when it came out i went to target i met a man we went on three dates but we had to break up because he worshiped the devil and i'm like who does that like what a <laughs> weird, like that that talking head took you on a journey i was like what a story like a yoni egg then you meet a guy and he worships the devil so you had to break up like that's a, i want to see that show I, yeah, I'm just like in general loving it because I feel like with the ex-housewives, they have like less to lose. They really don't have anything to lose. Like they're not, you know, I feel like they are just like kind of a little bit desperate and mm-hmm. putting on a really good show and I'm obsessed. So I thought see- it was very telling. Was it Dorinda who said her greatest fear was becoming irrelevant? Yeah. Like that is very telling. I think it just well, wait shows till you get what... to episodes four and five with Dorinda because it's like, oh, I Dorinda... heard she goes insane. Well, Dorinda is a perfect example of like two things can be true at once. I can really love Dorinda and root for her and also sometimes be really horrified about her behavior and yeah. really get scared because it doesn't seem like she's able to face the things that she needs to face. Yeah. And like, I don't think this is doing her justice. Like, I don't think she'll be able to get back on Roni through this. I mean, she might cause she provides a lot of drama, but at a certain point it gets exhausting for the audience because we want to see her go to the next level. We want to see her heal. We want to see her be the best version of herself that she can, you know? Yep. Yep. Okay, let me hit you with Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3 cast. So the Season 3 begins filming July 17th, you guys. Same day that Jen Shaw's trial starts. And it's dynamic duos. So we have Giselle and Candace from Potomac. 
We have Heather Gay and Whitney from Salt Lake. Oh. We, we have Alexia and Marisol from Miami. <laughs> and we have Leah and Tinsley from New York. So that is the cast for season three. I'm not, I mean, again, I still haven't watched Miami because I'm being, I'm a bad it's great. It's great. housewives. I know everyone has told me it's great. And I've been binging through all of my Peacock stuff right now. So that's next. Um, but yeah, I'm not like super stoked about that. I don't want to watch. Whitney I, I want to see Tinsley for some reason. Like I, I miss Tinsley. Tinsley. But not Leah, like Giselle and Candace. Yes. Um, I don't know how to feel about um, the Miami girls yet. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just not- that, like this cast was announced. I was like, oh, that's going to be chaos. Like, I don't know. Whitney and Heather, no. I don't get excited. So I, I want to see, I want to see Sutton. I want to see Sutton. Yeah, see, I've seen like the, the discourse evolve about Salt Lake city and how actually disappointing it is as a franchise. And I, the more I think about it, the more I agree. I haven't been like, oh my God, I can't wait to sit down and watch Salt Lake city. I did at the beginning of this past season because I thought Jen Shaw stuff was going to be like more prominent and it kind of was, but like overall I was like, you know, it is kind of a disappointing franchise. It is. And that's why season three, they're already done filming, but I'm really curious because the alliances shift supposedly. And what we're seeing even from the social media, Meredith Marks and Heather Gay have been in New York with Jen Shaw. They've posted a lot of social media the last week together. Uh, and even in Meredith Marks new pajama collection, which made me laugh. Um, so they're really, and for Meredith Marks to stand by Jen Shaw and Jen Shaw put in her stories, you guys, she said, remember in this country, you are innocent until proven guilty. And I'm like, Meredith, really change of pace for Meredith. Like real to, to stand up for Jen in that way is That's especially from last season of like, goodbye, baby. You know, like, come on. Like what happened? Do you, are you standing up for Jen or are you just against Lisa Barlow? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I don't know. So, I, but I agree. It's disappointing to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Okay, and uh, I don't think you are a Below Deck fan per se, but just to remind everybody tonight, Below Deck Med with Captain Sandy starts, premieres tonight, and Below Deck Down Under, which the full season you can see on Peacock has now moved over to Bravo, so you have a full night of Below Deck tonight, just to remind you guys. Um, where did, did you? Are you messing with Southern Charm at all? Yes, I'm all caught up on Southern Charm. Dude, what is, um, like, Craig and Austin, like, Austin, now I'm starting to go, oh, my God, Austin's in love with Craig. Like, there's a, Austin, like, love. Austin and especially Shep, I, okay, I think that they always thought they were the stars and that Craig was kind of, like, the deadbeat, like, punching bag of the group. And now that Craig does have a successful business, they don't know what to do with themselves. Chef especially is just like deeply, deeply insecure. And he's like, when he first came on the show, he was kind of like Jax Taylor. And that like, looking back, I was like, oh, I definitely thought he was hot at the time. And as you know, the Coke bloat and like the fame and all of that have gotten, they just have not aged well and they don't know what to do with themselves. And they think it'll make themselves more interesting to like latch on to, you know, a partner and settle and appear to settle down. But really just because they're like, oh, well, I guess it's time. I'm like 40 and no one else wants me. Like that's, I don't know. I just feel like he's like literally the Jax Taylor of Southern Charm. And he's so, so deeply insecure. Well, it's, and I, I hate standing up for Craig Conover, but I will say it's interesting. Like it's something very simple happened. 
Craig got himself a girlfriend. Like that's, that's it. You know, like it's, he got himself a and he can't. And then Austin, this week's episode, you guys is like, we used to hang out every day. We used to live. And it's like, yeah, you idiot. It was a fucking pandemic. We were all in the same fucking houses together. Yeah. And like, yeah, you hung out every day. Life moves on. Like, and it's also that hurt people, hurt people. It's like, Austin, you then went and like, like slept with two of the summer house. Like, you know, like you're doing, you're, you know, it's like hurt people, hurt people that I love potentially thinking that Craig, the breakup with Craig Conover caused Austin to act out with all of these ladies just to prove his worth, which is I'm like, how sensitive, listen, us guys, we always say women are so sensitive, so emotional. Us guys, we're the biggest pussies out there. Like, honestly, I was even watching that and I'm a big pussy. And I was like, Austin, fucking man up, dude. Like, what are you, what, what is going on here? Like, just tell Craig you love him and see what happens. Right, right. Yeah, it's all very weird. And I usually hate that when people are like, they just, that's what like Hannah Burner used to say. She was like, everyone just hates me because they're jealous. But in this case, <laughs> it really just seems so jealous. It's like so weird. Yeah. And, and Shep, I, I, I've been re-listening to Shep's book because I think I, I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm. What's wrong with my sewing? No, no. Shep's book. Oh, not. Shep's not. book. And it's like, it's, listen, this is a guy that is not a professional man child. He's somebody that loves adventure, loves art, loves reading. But at the same time, it becomes so wildly prevalent and hit that like he really can't, it's really hard for him to commit. Like it's really, and you see it on the show with all of these guys. I don't know if it's a Southern thing or just a male thing, but like, he's just like, no man. And if I get married, like, I don't want to ever embarrass my parents with a divorce. So I just want to be, I just want to adventure. Even he slips up in last week's episode or Oh no, you froze. It's like, you know, you just mean you, dude. Like you're just in love Wait, with you. You, fr- you froze really fast. Like, oh, sorry. I was just saying that uh, Shep in last week's episode or two weeks ago episode said yeah. to his cousin that they weren't going to have kids yet because it would affect his travel. He goes, it would affect my travel. And then he goes, I mean, our travel. Yeah. Like I'm not getting the vibe that he's like super obsessed with Taylor. But again, it's like, it's Jackson, Brittany. It's like, oh, well, I guess it's time for me to settle down and get a girlfriend. And this is the best I can do now that I'm like, you know, bloated and gross. Speaking of uh, Vanderpump Rules, happy birthday to uh, uh, disgraced cast member Jax Taylor, who celebrated his 43rd birthday. Uh, I don't Wait, know if you- Do Jax Taylor and Erica Jane have the same birthday? No, I think Jax was like a day before Erica. Oh my God. But this was so funny. Uh, my friend Marissa set, sent me this, that Jack's little baby couchy and Brittany got stuck on it. It's a small I world saw, ride. I saw, oh my God, I was dying. It was in the Vanderpump Rules subreddit. Yes, and, that's right, yeah, my friend sent me the, the link top, to it. Yeah, and the top comment was, you can come help me if you want. <laughs> help, which is an iconic Tahoe moment, you guys, it's where Jack's, iconic. he couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> swim. And, but like a mat, isn't that your worst? Like what already, if you go on the, it's a small world ride, you realize by the end, you're like, Oh, thank God. I'm not like on mushrooms or this would really mess with me. It's like really, is it just like, it's a small world. Yeah. So you're in these little, little, little boats and then you're going through these like 
heavily like animatronic, really beautiful design towns. But then you go through, it's a small world and you're going to China and you're going to Australia. So it changes languages. It'd be like, and they keep it going. It's just on and on. And then you're like, just like the, 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 it's really beautiful, but it's like at the same time, really eerie. And especially the older you get and um, they got stuck, you guys on there and little baby couchy wanted off. And I was just like, this, I mean, for some, I was trying to find the joke there of like Jack's, like, like in what happens in Jax's head. Cause I love that they're a Disneyland family too. You know, like they're always of at course. Disneyland. Like all the Vanderpump rules, people love Disneyland, which is like, that's all, you know, Disneyland is fun, but like they're all in the, the mouse ears together as they're a family. Disney adults. They're, they're Disney, Disney adults. adults. And I was like, whatever, you know, brings you joy, go for it. But at the same time, just to like have like, how mad did Jax get? Did he get mad? Like, does Jax lose his cool with his family at Disneyland? Or was it just, ah, oh, this is just funny, you know? Oh, my. I wonder how long they were stuck for. Wouldn't it be great if it was, like, hours? Like, it's like, like <laughs> you can come help me if you want. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Or what I would do, I would stick them on that ride, get them stuck, and then I would play on a loop the voicemail, uh, the, the faith tape. Oh um, my god. <laughs> if you work there, what if you work for the operator behind It's a Small World After All? Or I would Actually, play t- Wait, what? I would play Top Man by DJ James Kennedy over and over again. Yeah, yeah, or um Let's Touch in Public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would play Tom Sandoval covers with his new band over and over again from Tom Sandoval and the Most Extra. Yeah, I know you're a fan of his new band. Love it. I listen I was talking to Kiki Monique, uh, talk of shame, because we went and saw Tom live a couple of months or like two months ago. And I got to tell you, it's all covers. It's all songs, you know, it's all like and, you know, there's a ridiculousness to it that I think is just kind of great. Like the, I, I think it's endearing when somebody's really putting their heart into it, like and opposed to Countess Luann, which I mean, she's putting her heart into it, too. But it, to me, that's even that's like funnier on a whole different level. Like Tom's actually is good. Like we've got like a killer sax player and all, all these like professional musicians. Like it's really ballsy to do like a 13 piece band. Whereas I think that's where I got COVID was at Countess Luann, sadly enough. Um, also my cousin texted me from Columbus, Ohio. And she said she was at a, D- a J- DJ James Kennedy party last night in Columbus. In Columbus? And he was drinking. Oh. <gasps> Oh so, no, he's fallen off the wagon. Said it was really fun. I said, is it was packed? She's like, no, it wasn't packed, but it was really fun. Said it was, you know, and I go, was he drinking? She goes, he was drinking. And I just said, well, I'm really curious if they're going to focus on that in this season, because I've, I've heard some things already about that, about him falling off the wagon. So I am curious. I don't know. Like, I mean, they're going to have to cover it, which then leads to another story I wanted to ask you about was the your opinion of the Randall Emmett article, the L.A. Times, Amy Kinnaman, the not a hit piece. It was very like it was well sourced, well researched. What did you which, by the way, this is what I think you could be doing. Like, why don't you write for the L.A. Times or something like that? Like, why? Like, this is like this is what could be you. This article was like, (laughs) I want to make a livable salary. But isn't the LA Times like a big full-time media journalism? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and it's a very precarious industry. But no, all the respect to the actual, I hate when people call me like an investigative reporter because I'm really not. Like that's not what I do. It's like these are the people that are actually out there boots on the ground reporting this stuff and digging into this stuff. And yeah, it was very well reported and it's a 
really damning indictment on Randall. And thank you also for sending me like the, the Oh, link. the free, the, yeah. Cause it was, yeah, cause it was behind paywall. a paywall. So I sent it to Sophie cause I got it without the, the paywall. Wait, as, I'm, as I'm saying, I'm like, damn, journalists don't make enough money. That's how I got around the paywall. And by the way, I subscribed to the LA Times and it was just one of those subscriptions when I was like trying to you know, <clears throat> save money and get rid of a bunch of subscriptions. I was like, I can't remember the last time I read one of their articles. I'm just going to like cancel my subscription. And then of course this comes out. So- Well, this is a tip to like- journalism though. <laughs> if you guys are Apple fans, like you can bundle your Apple music, um, the Apple news and um, Apple TV- and also like you're like, I have to pay for storage with Apple. And so it's all under one. It's much cheaper if you do it all at once. So I got Apple news and that's how I got the Randall article because you get access to like 80 billion magazines and newspapers. And so that's how I found the article. But was there anything in the article that stood out for you? And do you think they will cover this? Or would you even want to see them cover it on this season of Vanderpump Rules with Lala? Because they're going to have to explain what happened to the relationship regardless. Yeah. Um, uh... Is Lala for sure back? Yeah, they've already started filming. Oh, God. Um, I thought that, first of all, it opens with um, Bruce Willis. The fact that Randall was always so frustrated at Bruce Willis, who, like, never had any idea what was going on, made me really sad. Which is why he had so few lines. Everybody was wondering why, like... Bruce Willis is in these movies, but how does he have like four lines in these scenes? He's like an amazing actor and he's only getting like four lines. And now yeah. we know is because he couldn't remember certain things and he couldn't like, you know, he, he does have this uh, disease that affects your, oh, your motor. So and your, but, but here's my question to you is that like, everybody's like, how dare Randall do this and, and, you know, use him like this. But at the same time, I don't know. This was one of the pieces that I was like, keep thinking about. I was like, it's mutual using. I think, at that point, Randall was maybe one of the only production companies that would pay Bruce Willis millions of dollars. And of course, he was using him because he could sell the foreign rights. Uh, but at the same time, Bruce Willis wanted to, you know, store as much money, I, I'm imagining, for his family and, and to, to do this. And like, yeah, it affects his overall legacy, but we're not, you know, what did it say? He did like 17 Randall Emmett's films in the last three or four years. Something and ridiculous. They were mostly, yeah. And they were mostly like not a lot of people in the US. They were like direct yeah. to DVD or whatever. The, yeah. Like the way that his, his business yeah, but, plan was like that. Yeah. But internationally, they would be blockbusters because like the markets in Turkey or whatever country it is, they would be obsessed with like, like the fact that it was um, Bruce Willis or S Sylvester Stallone or whoever it was. Yeah. Um, so that's, that was kind of like their, their business plan. But yeah, I had no idea that he actually was like, you know, working closely with so many like real legitimate Hollywood stars. I really thought that he was just doing like those, those, you know, low budget direct to DVD like movies. Yeah. I don't right, so know. The, the like article really did have like a prolific career going for a while or very lucrative career. And then, yeah, he ended up owing so much money and has, I mean, he's, he's in it. deep. I mean, like it's all yeah, falling apart. Really deep. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to keep, and I'm curious how they will handle this. And I got to say, people were mad that I was like saying Lala got out at the right time, but she truly did. Like, I really truly think I was like, you know, if you compare it to Erica Jane, like what a, she was able to do it in a, like Erica Jane, like 
tanked it because I was explaining to the audience. I was like, remember Erica Jane got out supposedly because she found out Tom was cheating. And I was like, Tom, that was from 2011. And I had from sources within that family that they were well aware of the cheating when it happened. So it wasn't something that just all of a sudden that's why she left. She knew this shit was going down. Like, you know, like she did know she was even deposed a couple of times and never sat for the depositions. So she stayed too long. Whereas Lala, I have a feeling left because of the cheating and who knows, maybe she did know that this was like a house of cards, but she got I out a never, year before the cards fell. I never believed fully that La La left because of cheating. I really figured it was because he ran out of money. Really? You really? I really, I see, I feel like she was like kind of, I, I feel like that's why Lala is so husband, mad at him. If your husband looked like that, would you give a shit if he cheated? Hey man, I'm just happy you're getting something. That's a hey, just hats <laughs> off to you, dude. Well, listen, that's what I said. All the money in the I knew something was up because I was like, if this dude really had real money, he'd fix that chin. You know, there's just no the scientifically, there's just no reason if you have that you could get a chin. You know, like I, I hate to be mean like that. Listen, I have horrible things wrong with my body, but like I if I had the money, I'd try to fix them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, um, he yeah, he doesn't really look like a guy that you know is in. <laughs> Is, I mean, is, listen, I, I, is listen. spending on his appearances. That's for um, sure. as we start winding down. We also had uh, firings uh, on Friday in the news dump. Uh, Real Housewives of Orange County cast members, uh, Dr. Jen, uh, who had the cement leg and the husband that spelled his name R-Y-N-E, Ryan. Dr. Jen is off and Noella, two of the newbies are let go from OC, which means Heather Dubrow won and does not have to deal with Noella for another season. I think you actually did watch some episodes of OC last season. Did you, or did you? I watched the whole season. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Like, what do you think of these, the, the firings? I literally didn't even hear the news about Dr. Jen because that's how little anyone cared, but I think it's just so crazy that OC keeps doing this. They keep like bringing on like the one season trying to see if they fit. It's like, why is their casting department so bad? Noella, on the other hand, I think deserved another shot. I do too. I I mean, listen, I didn't like Noella, but I thought she, I would have loved to have seen. Yeah. I mean, like, I think she forced it really heavy handedly. Listen, I was, I was willing, I think with any housewives, you need to sign them to a two year contract and fulfill it regardless. Just because even I would have wanted to see Dr. Jen awkwardly date because her and Ryan split up and, you know, I would have liked to have seen that. Like there are storylines that could be there. Now my curiosity though, because the last time OC did this was when they let go of Kelly Dodd and um, uh, uh, Bronwyn and they, announced in the same press release that uh, Heather DeBro was coming back. So my theory, like, I feel like we should prepare ourselves for an OG to come back. I would love it to be Vicky, but I have a feeling Tamara will come back. I think Tamara will too. Um, but yeah, I would love for it to be Vicky, honestly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that- No, no, I, sense. listen, that's what the, the, they're- you know, listen, this is the same argument you could have with Ramona too. It's like, people just love, people just want to see Ramona and the mess she creates. You just have something to, you have, you need something to temper all of that and kind of have a foundation. So these people can get crazy, but at the same time, we don't be completely offensive, racist, all of this other shit, you know, we can't go completely dangerous. So keep an eye out for that. You guys Uh, also, I don't know, I'm not doing it this season, but the bachelorette premieres on Monday. Uh, We have two bachelorettes on this season. Will you mess around with the bachelorette this season? Oh, I think just out of curiosity. Um, How long will you give it? Um, I don't know, but I always like the bachelorette more than the bachelor. 
So I didn't watch like the last few seasons because of the Bachelor. dudes. Yeah, because of the dude. Like no. Oh, I mean, no, no, like, no, no. I mean because you find it silly when the dudes are like trying to compete. Like, is that why yeah. you like the Bachelorette more? And yeah, I just like the concept more of like dudes being dudes and fighting over ladies versus like the fake drama that always happens on like the Bachelor where they like really set women pit them against each other. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I'm probably just out of curiosity. I want to see how they do it with the two bachelorettes, but it probably won't last. So we'll see. Okay. The final two things I wanted to talk to you about army hammer. There's been uh, a In great the Cayman islands. Time great debate. So this started like with a do mob line, you guys, where they said army yeah, was working as a, uh, selling timeshares in the Cayman islands where we know his family is from. And he has, you know, he's been there for a very long time over the years and knows it very well. His, uh, wife or ex-wife Elizabeth and their kids live there. So all of a sudden this got put into a blind, uh, over at Demois. It was immediately disproven through a tweet account. Let me go through the story. They said they called there. The timeshare place was like, that would be great publicity, but he is definitely not working here. But then we got pictures of army in an employee's uniform walking in. We got employed. We got pictures of him selling a timeshare from a weird angle. So it is now, you know, almost guaranteed that he wants that, that we're supposed to know that he is doing this timeshare. There was also a blind, I believe in today's Dumois saying that army and Elizabeth and their kids were spotted at the airport in Miami. Um, but first off, what do you think? And the other question to you about this is part of this reads like they army and his camp want this to be out there. They want us to know. I think that'd be so weird if they wanted us to know, let like, me, but let me do a theory though. It's so embarrassing. Remember this, this month on discovery, uh, the army hammer hammer family documentary docu-series comes out oh where it's going to stir up. I think a lot of stuff again. Um, do you think this is this kind of like, look, look, this boy is trying to do good. And it's like, I love the, the Cayman Island town are like surrounding him, protecting him almost. And he maybe now is totally getting back together with his, his wife or his like family man. Is this the ultimate rehab of image to say, listen, I guess I can't be a movie star anymore, but I want to still do, I want to still earn a decent salary and make a living and do good. Like, I feel like this is a PR campaign more than something that we should be embarrassed and laughing about. When you put it that way, maybe. Yeah. Because it's always been like a thing that like, oh, his family is so loaded, which isn't actually true. Um, Anymore. Yeah. Anymore. And so, yeah, maybe it's like, I just want to make an honest living. Leave me alone. Exactly. Like he's all clean cut. He's tucking his little polo into his khakis. So creepy. If you like walked into this like timeshare place in the Cayman Islands, (laughs) an army hammer, like just creepy. There's something really creepy about it. Like, I'm glad he's making an honest living, sure, and not, you know, hopefully preying on people at all. I mean, timeshares are very predatory to begin with. <laughs> yeah. like, he's at a used car dealership in the Caymans. Like, let's get you into this BMW today. There's something so weird about it. Like, I feel like he knows that he's kind of like hiding out in the Cayman. Well, yeah, I, I think like, that oh, totally. The US, like, I don't know. I feel like he feel like he's like safe. I can't talk right now. 
I think that he feels like he's safe on Cayman Islands soil from getting like arrested by the FBI. But then like, there are all these like spottings, like Bigfoot, like the bit, the Miami sighting. He was in LA. Like my friend saw him walking in LA a couple months ago in the hills. No, like, with it's, a- giving, it's giving the end of Hannibal Lecter movie when Hannibal, <laughs> like, in the wh- wherever he is in the tropics and he's like, I'm about to have a friend for dinner. <laughs> Well, so keep an eye out. I feel like this is part of an image rehab, but also I'm jaded and desensitized, you guys. So everything might just be what it is. And this is just normal. But for me, I now look through like every, I think things are being played so you can get back to this career that he wants so badly. Um, finally, because this was your your daily harvest story, which I don't know if there was any update on that. Oh but I don't God. know if this is, I wanted to know if you heard about this story yesterday. The two men were hospitalized, hospitalized after an explosion at Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop store in Long Island. And the police blotter for the East Hampton Star says there was a strange scene at Goop's Four Bay Street location in Sag Harbor. The two men told police that rubbing alcohol had been placed in some of the candles in the store, which caused a large explosion and uh, flames. The officers acted fast, applied ice packs to the victim's wounds. One man who suffered from a large burn on his back and his ears was flown out of there. But um, the, the the village police chief said he's seen nothing like this in his 26 years, that he's been working as an officer and said that the rubbing alcohol had been added to the candles to melt marshmallows for s'mores after a store employee had seen the technique on TikTok. The department what? did not respond to a request for comments from today at the time of publication. But isn't this just a weird story? This almost upset, like I was like, this is almost soapy centric because I was like, I the, the goop the goop employees are putting like lighter fluid in the candles and then like, there's an what? explosion. Like it's what? it's like goop doesn't oh need just sell your vagina candles, you know. That is bizarre. I'm glad that you know it wasn't worse and that people weren't more seriously injured. Um, that's freaking scary though. Uh, I want to let you go because I've taken up too much of your time. But Addison Ray's dad, I just that's the only thing. Did you hear oh, about that story? I just an affair with a girl he's at, with a 26 exactly. year old looks like Addison Ray, and uh-huh. he said he was not married. He is still married to Addison Ray's mom. The guy then was like seen on TikTok, like trying to grab the ass of a 19 year old. And it turns like this guy, Addison Ray's dad, is a major player. So I just wanted to add that to the Ooh, list uh, of Tristan Thompson, Nick Cannon, Elon Musk, and Addison Ray. Stop sleeping with them, everybody. Did you hear Addison like in this gross dad, Addison Ray's dad. Yeah. Addison Ray's dad. Not Addison. Sleep no. with Addison Ray all you want. Yeah. You're like, don't, don't pin this on Addison. She can't. No, it's just, I don't even want to learn this guy's dad. name. And all of a sudden I was like reading these full articles. Cause there was a page six story where the girl that he was dating for like this seven month relationship released all of their text messages and all of this stuff where he's I like, send, like, send, send me pictures, send me. Page six did a really deep article about this, which is really good. But the articles are like, we'll be the, we'll be the most, we'll be the biggest power couple, babe. We'll be a power couple. Just hold oh on for a little God. bit more. I can't you know? wait to dig into this page six. Oh, you're going, it. dude, this might be an article for you. This is so good. 21 years older than her. Like, ugh. Uh, and speaking of that, fuck you, Tristan Thompson. You sent flowers to Khloe Kardashian. And I got to say, maybe a fuck you to Khloe Kardashian because you, uh, you put on an Instagram story, thank you to the flowers, and then you deleted it. Like we didn't, like you all of a sudden realized that's embarrassing. Wait, the flowers were from Tristan? From Tristan. Oh my God. He's still trying. He's still like, get like, oh, both of you guys are nutty. Like, I just don't even like, we just need to, I, I need to stop paying attention to this shit. Cause it just, he, it makes my heart. 
he hates her. He likes the lifestyle that she has and that he has with her. Like, I, I really think that he's like a gold digger when it comes to Chloe because he clearly hates her. Well, there's something deeply psychologically wrong. And I don't know if it's gold digging, but it's something dark. Like, I think he should be the next villain, the big bad in Stranger Things season five. Like, they have to team up. The kids team up to fight Tristan Thompson. Oh, my God. It's like, it's Vecna. And he's like, I've got a new person more evil than I am. Welcome, T.T. Tristan Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Sophie, what is going on for you this week? What do we have to look out for? Is there any personal recommendations you have for the people this week? Um, Are you going to a wedding next weekend? What's happening? No, I actually have the next few weekends off. And I'm very excited yeah. because I actually can't remember the last time I just got to, like, sleep in. I just, like, want to just take... A couple days and just sleep in. I like love sleeping in. Um, Does your body allow you to sleep in? Because as I get older, my body doesn't let me oh do yeah, that. Oh, yeah. My much. body loves Your body's it. a well-tuned machine. Yeah. I know. My body really is a 7-Eleven. Um, <laughs> but your body's a bodega. I know. It really is. Um, I'm obsessed with Caroline Calloway responding to her um, landlord's lawsuit. Everyone go check that out. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, explain to the people, like, people are saying that she might have written her own law documents. She did. She definitely did. You have to read it to believe it. She talks about the fact that because she added a $3,000 chandelier to her apartment that gave an old world grandeur to an otherwise unassuming studio that she shouldn't have to pay $40,000 in rent. Even though she ended up taking the chandelier with her. The Caroline thing is fat. I mean, the saga of she Caroline is Calloway so is so wild. I know. Uh, really where's the Caroline Calloway that. HBO Max series? Where is the, like, I mean, where, I when are we going to get that? There are definitely, like, documentaries coming from what I've heard. Um, Not, like, uh, with her permission, but, like, about her. Did you already link that in your stories? Because if you didn't, will you link it tomorrow? So when this podcast comes out, they can yes. go to your Instagram and they can like click on it. Yes, I will absolutely link it so that everyone can read it. So you guys go subscribe to Sophie's Substack. Remember the first season of So True with Sophie Ross is out. The full season is out there. They are worth listening to. The second season, I believe is going to start sometime in August, potentially. Yes, coming and later in the summer. So uh, if you subscribe now, the moment those new episodes hit, it'll go right into your feed. Remember positive reviews, five-star reviews really do help the placement. And it especially helps somebody like Sophie's podcast because you don't want people to forget about it. You want people to keep going back to it. So by the Thank time we you. get to August, and by the time you get to August, there will be a fervor. There will be a, a fever pitch. Thank um, you. Well, thank you, Sophie. It was great to talk to you after a couple of weeks. Tell your dude I said hi. Tell your mom I said hi. And uh, you guys out there, have a great week. Tell, uh, have a great week. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great we week, everyone. You. I miss uh, you. Oh! Betches. <laughs>